Welcome to Indie Depth, the show where we go in-depth with independent filmmakers. I'm your host, Andrew Froning, and today on my show, we have three-time feature film director, eight-time feature film producer, Jeff Stewart. Hey, how's everyone doing? How you doing, Andrew? Doing okay, brother. How you doing? <laughs> I'm, you know, hanging in there, you know, every, every day's a miracle. <laughs> At this point, yeah, that that's hitting home more than ever so what are you doing with the miracle of today uh i woke up i put pants on miracle. um happy about that <laughs> uh, i'm very proud of myself for that uh what uh, what have i been doing today uh let's see uh i'm actually i spent the morning editing a couple of projects like a little shorts that i've been sitting on for a while uh sent off some emails you know, uh, had two or three cups of coffee. Uh, I, I tried to make this like I did a little makeshift uh, lighting setup, but now you see uh, you, you see my china ball right there. I didn't oh, realize that's great. It, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize it was that wide. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's eleven a.m. and you're you're already hustling, man. I feel like uh, you above most of the people that I know personally. Your hustle game is strong. Well, thank you. So how how where where does it start with filmmaking for you? Why is this such an important part of your life? Uh, because I just love it so much. You know, I love I love telling stories. I love pretty pictures. Um, you know, it's and I know it's so it sounds hokey and it sounds stupid and it sounds cliche, but like I can't give birth like physically like i don't have the the equipment to give life to some to another individual uh but filmmaking is the closest thing i can get to that i can take nothing you know i can take some an idea in my head and bring it into existence you know and it's it's magic so like, like like Prometheus, you bring that fire right, to the people. You know, it's 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 spiritual alchemy. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not a big like spiritual or um, anything like that person. Right. But m- making movies, there's definitely a magic to it. Movie magic yeah. isn't just like a Disney term. It's there's something very magical about bringing people together and the collaboration and what you create out of nothing. Yeah, I mean it's, it's billions of billions, billions and billions of dollars every year are are made and spent on this art form, you know, um, because it, it is magic. It, it, it is uh, it is. I love I, I love this analogy uh, or this example. Um, you go into a movie theater, right? packed 300 people uh for the most part you don't know right uh and you're all laughing at the same thing for the most part you're all being amazed and uh by the same thing you're all feeling the same emotions and going through the same highs and lows it's unifying it's beautiful you know uh and that's magic to me i mean that's you know that's that's what it's about. So yeah. that's why my hustle is so strong. It's just because I totally and 100% uh, 
believe in the magic uh, at, of, of filmmaking and what it can do. You know, I just thought that what you were the way you were describing it um sitting in a theater the audience is all feeling the exact same thing at the exact same time like how hard is that to do in real life like if you've ever if you've ever been a manager of people like to get someone on the same page or right. um just you know a country entire you know like can we ever get on the same page that's so hard to do but movies just you know you sit in a dark theater and you experience yeah. the yeah. same thing together and that's beautiful we we all have all our you know different political and religious affiliations, but we can all agree that that bitch Carol Baskin murdered uh, <laughs> her husband. You know, that's that's filmmaking right there. You know. <laughs> hey, all you cool cats and kittens, we're talking with Jeff Stewart today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> um. So recently, I saw you did an unboxing video of just something you rented, right? Like it was just it was just a rental thing, and then that turned into a little more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, Zacuto, I, you know, for people who don't aren't in the in the, in the the know, Zacuto has been around for like thirty plus years, and they make really high end uh, camera accessories. Uh, you know, cages, grips, monitors, and stuff like that. And so I got an email about three weeks ago, and it says, hey, we have this new product, our Act Recoil rig uh, for, you know, DSLR, mirrorless, small camera body systems. And it's, you know, we'll give it to you. We'll let you rent it for two, for two weeks for a dollar, plus shipping and handling. Okay. And I said, why not? You know, like I'm sitting around in quarantine, not doing anything. Like, let me let me give this a try. You know, for a dollar plus shipping and handling, why not? So I decided once I got it, I was like, yeah, let me do a little unboxing video, blah 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 blah. Uh, I posted it. They liked it. They loved it and stuff like that. And so uh, I just started a dialogue with them. Uh, you know, and like showed them. The, you know my Instagram following and stuff like that and the stuff that I've done before my CV and they were like do you would you mind doing like a product a video or two for us and we'll let you just keep this this uh, this you know high end uh, next generation future proof uh, uh, video equipment I was like alright cool yeah let's do it yeah I mean that's 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 part of the hustle, you know, uh, that's, um, and because I've been doing this for so long and I've got such a following, like, uh, people who are watching this may not know me, but other people know me, uh, you know, that allows me some sort of latitude when it comes to, to doing these kind of things. But honestly, you know, no guts, no glory. Uh, yeah. what's the worst thing, the worst thing anyone could say to you is no. It's only two letters. Come on. Yeah. Like, so, uh, I mean, they could do a whole lot more. I mean, they could call you, call you out your name and put just your, 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 your business in the street. But for the most part, uh, it's just a no. So why not ask? You know, you'll be surprised. You know, right. you walk in with a, uh, it's a, you walk into any kind of meeting or, or a conversation, uh, with a little bit of humble 
uh, a little bit of swagger uh, and a, a little bit of confidence. And, you know, you'd be surprised what you get. Perfect advice. Yeah, if every day is a miracle, make a miracle with that miracle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So, uh, so Zakudo is now one of the one of the many uh, companies that uh, I'm, I'm, I've worked with or am working with. You know, uh, I've worked with uh, all of the B and H in-house brands. Uh, I'm a you know tester for though for them, and I'm a reviewer for those Quasar Science. Uh, you know, now Zakudo. Uh, I'm trying to get that Canon Connect. Mm, uh, that's it. That'd be I've, a good one. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've been a Canon shooter since I would say for the last 20 years. I love Canon technology. I love the color science. I love their lenses and stuff like that. So to be a Canon ambassador would be uh, is is my dream. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just you know do good work and people will. You know, recognize it, uh, but also ask. Just ask. You know, that's part of the hustle. Just asking. You know, like you may get a hundred, you may get a hundred no's. You may get a ninety-nine no's, but there's got to be one yes in there. Yep, and that yes inevitably leads to something else. If yeah. if you're diligent, you do it right. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's up to you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, but yeah, that's that's part of my hustle. Like, and all, uh, I, we were talking about this in the pre-interview. Uh, uh, that part of the hustle is also the rela- relationship building. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, not only do I do creative filmmaking and stuff like that. You know, like my IMDb is is strong, uh, but I do corporate stuff. Mm. You know. Uh, and because of relationships that I've, I've built, you know, just having conversations with people, you know, being at the right place at the right time, putting myself out there, <coughs> you know, I've worked, I've done some work for some really pretty good, pretty big companies like, uh, you know, uh, Coca-Cola, AT&T, um, Chase, uh, Amazon. Yeah. So I've done, like, I've done work for them based on, the, the like based on the hustle, based on these relationships that I've built over over time, you know, and uh, your your brand is important, your personal brand, uh, being dependable, knowing what you're doing and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you can be good at your job and people can hate you, uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah. Uh, you're not going to get as ne- nearly as many opportunities mm-hmm. as if you're good at your job and people like you. Yeah, very true. They'll put you in a corner well, versus for, put you in the spotlight. Right. Yeah. For for me, that's how that's worked. Yeah, you know, I'm a, a pretty likable guy. <laughs> Jeff, according to your IMDb, it says you've had a camera since you were two years old. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, if you do the math on that, I just had a birthday, so that's uh, 38 years <laughs> behind the camera. Uh, yeah, no, uh, my father was always uh, really big in te- te- technology and you know photography and stuff like that. And so when I was two years old, he bought 
one of those big monstrous VHS camera. You can I, I don't know if you can see my shirt. It's actually the patent of a VHS, like the actual. Oh, oh, okay, can, yeah, I can sort of make that a, out. You can kind of see it. Right? It's the. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> Mondo T's. You know, so you know, you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Draft House and Mondo's. That's what they did. So they took the patent for uh, a VHS and they printed it on a shirt. Which I is, have to get one for toilet paper because there's always people putting toilet paper on backwards. Referred to what? the patent. <laughs> <laughs> is there a patent for the toilet paper? Oh roll? yeah, oh yeah. Look it up. It hangs off the front, not off the back. Ah, uh, no, those people are heathens. It goes <laughs> from the bottom. Yeah, it's tear. But uh, anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, my brother, my father, you know, bought the camera so we could, you know, so he could record my life, and I just started playing with it and recording things with it, and then uh, you know, messing with it, and you know. Doing two year whatever two year old experimental films you can do, Ooh. and then as I grew older, my father would get a new camera and I would steal that, and then I started doing you know animation with my uh, with my GI Joes, real intricate dark stuff, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, funny story. So when I was like eight. I, uh, you know, like the old school uh, GI Joes, they had the rubber bands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to hold them together. So one of the rubber bands uh, on one of my uh, characters or one of my toys broke, and so I did a video of his life after GI Joe <laughs> with him having no legs. Ooh. It was it was real. Born on the Fourth of July. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I uh, Lieutenant Dan, kinda, you ain't got no legs. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out there. Uh, but yeah, so I've been, I've been, you know, telling stories uh, with images, with uh, you know, photography and videography, you know, since I was, you know, before, like as soon as I could walk, I had a camera, pretty much. Nice, nice. It's, yeah. a, I think that probably made you want to walk a little more to get different perspectives, oh, yeah. you know. You can't yeah, just shoot a, from the from the playpen all the time. You know what? You would be surprised. Uh, <laughs> when I would go on family vacations, I would take the video camera with me, and I would just like kind of hide, and then I would just get like whole entire conversations uh, of like people talking shit about <laughs> numbers. Uh, you know, so so uh, technically, you can consider I started out in documentary filmmaking. Yeah, reality TV. <laughs> Yeah, reality TV. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So I know you do a lot of photo work, and it, it's yeah. it's very striking. It's got its own style. I can see behind right. you, you're a big fan of the um, the colored lights. And oh yeah, that seems to me like your your trademark in certain instances. Yeah, I mean, I love I love stark color. You know, like uh, uh, I love what light can do i love you know like i'm always experimenting with just you know, different ways to uh change the mood of a scene because you know that's that's what light does you know like this whole time i've got books back here on color theory uh like i've got anime porn and color theory <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what's in my library um uh 
but but uh yeah i mean i love i just love bright poppy just stark colors like i i i love a movie that looks realistic you know uh i love subtlety but my heart lies in that you know sort of just ultra extreme sort of you know fantasy sort of a world that 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 these the color brings to it have you ever seen it's obscure art house act japanese exploitation cinema uh female prisoner scorpion no uh that sounds amazing yeah lots of like way way back um really cool use of color um okay. the first one opens with pretty much like an extreme of the cyan teal look um the cyan uh-huh. um, orange look right, right right oh oh man like just everything is blue and then you've got skin tones and then they they go on to do some really really crazy stuff whenever somebody gets angry it's like washing red but um i bought the uh the arrow for this set i watched the first two like back to back super super cool stuff that they've done with color have to mention it all right (laughs) there you go shout it out all right cool i'll check it out so your your um your luck you shot since you were two right how how has that developed over the years uh i mean i'm much better with focusing (laughs) now so now you can tell who's uh, doing the shit talking right right i can tell who's doing the shit talking and like i've grown a little bit so like my perspectives change um but i'm always like even though you say i have a style i'm always trying to evolve that style always um so how it's changed is like i i like to experiment all the time uh that's you know sometimes i'll take a gig just so i can test out a new idea or, or or a new like sort of lighting plan or something like that um so like during this whole entire quarantine all i've been like i've been reading uh and and watching videos on you know different types of lighting techniques that i haven't you know uh, heard of before or like trying to tweak things that i've already seen so like it's always a constant evolution i think as a filmmaker you know like if you do anything if you write like because i'm also you also write uh, you know, filmmaker, shooter, whatever you want to want to producer. If you're not actively trying to improve on your your skill set, you're doing a disservice to you know everybody, yeah. like your, yourself, the story, whatever, like that. Um, you know, it, look at Tarantino. And look at uh, you know Rodriguez. Look at all like you know all those guys. And uh, if you if you it, uh, one of the big complaints is like oh they're all the you know those are all the same movie. It's like no, he doesn't do the same. You know, in each movie that they that they do, they're trying something different. They're evolving. They're trying and they're also trying to evolve their audience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as an artist. Uh, 
you owe it to yourself to not only elevate, you know, your, your, like you personally, your craft, your skill, but you also owe it to, you know, your fan base to try to elevate them. Also, it's like a, a, every filmmaker should have a con- like should be constantly doing a concept album. <laughs> you know? like, uh, I use I use Portishead as a perfect example. You know, you uh, I love Portishead. Uh, I'm not Portishead. I'm sorry, uh, Radiohead. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that earlier. Uh, One of the heads. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, Radiohead. If you go like if you look at uh, Pablo Honey, and then you go to Kid A, they are vastly different uh, albums. Mm-hmm. They were working their way from Pablo Honey to Kid A, to OK Computer, you know, and they brought their audience along with them. You know, I think every filmmaker should try things differently, evolve, but also bring their audience with them. Okay, so that's why. That's why I like. I love what Tyler Perry does. I love what he stands for, um, but I think he owes it to himself to sort of elevate his art, thus elevating his uh, audience. You know, same thing with Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I you know he, I love what he did. You know, he opened the door. For you know, for independent filmmakers, you know, I remember when I was first going to film school, you know, uh, we would watch you know IFC when they actually showed movies, independent films. Uh, they had like twenty four hours of Clerks, and we would just uh, we'd be in the dorm room and we would just watch Clerks over and over and over <laughs> again, twenty four hours of Clerks. Um, but he has not. He's tried. I'll give him that. But he's failed to try to evolve himself, his art form. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I would say the biggest departure would be Red States and then maybe Tusk. Yeah, I didn't see that. I remember seeing Cop Out and he kind of lost me there. Right, right. You know, like, I'm not, like, I know he'll he'll never hear this. I Um, love his stuff. Kevin Smith, we love you. You're so great. I'm not not (laughs) shitting on, like, God bless him. He's he's made he's made millions doing what he does. But I was watching the new the the, the reboot of uh, Jane Silent Bob. Oh, I haven't uh, seen that. One and, of my favorites, and, the originals. And I was just like, oh, this is this is not this is not good, man. Ooh. Like you've been in the game for so long, you kind of like I know your fan base likes this. Like 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 this is where you started. Your fan base loves this, but like. Also, you're it, we're twenty twenty five years out. Like you've gone through some shit. Hmm. Like you you've seen how things, how life really is. Evolve, you know. Um, but that's just. But what? But what can I say? He's in his mansion right now. Uh, I'm in my office in Trenton, New Jersey. So like I, like I can I can say all of this. You know, uh, from a uh, theoretical and sort of uh, spiritual and sort of uh, you know academic uh, perspective, but in actuality, you know, who's winning? 
he is. Yeah, you got to do it. It's one of those things where, you know, from the outside looking in, it's really easy with the hindsight to say, oh, I see where you see where you did here. But he may have been intending something completely different. And like others, it just didn't work out for whatever reason. Until I actually sit down with them <laughs> and have this conversation. This is all just kind of academic. But uh, <laughs> steering back to, to what I was saying before, like I just think hey, if you consider yourself an artist, you should evolve. You should always grow. You should always be learning. Uh, you should all, also don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. You know, like you 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 may try something and you know you can you you've done it a hundred times you can execute it uh, perfectly um, that's cool but you know try something different and fail and learn from it and grow you know like Failure's life is about, best of teachers yeah like life is about growth so if you're not growing as a, you know if it, 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 from an art standpoint from a technical uh standpoint you know if you're still making the same films uh now that you were making five years ago then give it up man you know or ladies you know like uh because it's you're not you're not you're filling a void but you're not I, i don't even i don't even know how to put this i don't even like I don't have the, the the vocabulary to uh, to make make this what I'm thinking uh, make sense, but it, just do better. Just do <laughs> better. You know, you owe it to yourself to grow as an artist, and you owe it to your audience to give them something new and something meaningful. Right, and also study. Like I study film. You know, like I'll watch a movie twice once to enjoy it and once to dissect it one now i gotta ask you like right after maybe like the next day or a couple I'll months down like, the line I'll, I'll give it a week okay uh, i'll give it a week just to like let it settle let that initial like sort of adrenaline rush or you know those 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 feelings that i had for it initially to subside and then i'll look at it from an academic point of view you know, I will say, okay, how did they like that? How would I like that with my budget? What would I have done different? You know, like, yeah, it's, it's, if you're going to, with any skill, with any craft, you know, you should always be analyzing how to incorporate the successes and failures of other people into your own body of work, you know, like, uh, go back to Tarantino. You know, people say he's you know he's copying from all these other movies. It's like, yeah, you know, he's is that's the uh, philosophy, science, uh, arts. It's all just building on what other people have done before you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the the cure from cancer just isn't going to miraculously appear. It's someone building on the work that someone twenty years ago did. Yeah. Stand on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Yeah. No shame. There's no shame in it. Yeah. There's no no shame. 
and 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 taking it, it's there's no no shame in in, in doing a remix. <laughs> All right, we were just talking about how it's okay to do a remix, and I remember watching that video when it came out. Like, yeah, you know, Tarantino has an encyclopedic knowledge of film and probably a super awesome memory. So, yeah, if he wants to know how to do this type of scene. He's going to reference the best. He's going to remember what, or he can analyze what made it work. Yeah, you know, uh, and that's that's what I love about storytelling in general. You know, uh, what's the old adage? There are no new stories, just new ways <laughs> to tell them. Yeah, you know, and that's that's true. There's are like, uh, yeah, I can I can sum up uh, every movie you've ever seen uh this way uh there's a good guy and there's a bad guy the bad guy does a bad thing good guy tries to uh to right that wrong the end like however you want to tell that story you want to put uh you know space dogs in there with laser crossbows you know <laughs> yes <Chewbacca. laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, if you want to do that, you can do that. Uh, you know, it's everything is is just an amalgam of everything that we have kind of done as a species, right? You know? And getting uh, getting back to the very very beginning, um, yeah. you know, what is storytelling? Storytelling is to teach the future generations something meaningful. That yeah, we've learned. That's the point. Uh, it like feel like uh, storytelling is trying to make sense of the human condition and all of its complexities. Um, is trying to make sense of love, hate, uh, desire. And it's trying to put form to all of these intangible just vaporous uh, emotions that we all have. You know, Uh, storytelling is trying to communicate and understand what we are all about. You know, it's trying to figure out what the purpose of everything is and why this is the way it is, you know? So uh, a, a good story, no matter how uh, outlandish the, the premise is and the setup, is all like it's it at its core. It should be about nailing or trying to understand or trying to dissect something that is inherently human, right? Yeah, that that is you know. So that's that's storytelling. Now let me ask you. I don't know if you've ever pitched. A film to anyone and talked about character right yeah. it's it's a lot different you get a lot different response than if you pitch the premise oh yeah yeah i've never i've never tried to pitch a character i've pitched i've you know i've uh, done a pitch for a movie and i uh told about the character and his motivations and stuff like that but like Pitching a cat like 
it, pitching a character is, is, is broad strokes because honestly, the character comes from the actor, hmm. in my opinion. You know, you may like perfect example like uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Uh, school teacher dying of cancer uh, decides to sell meth with his dropout uh, student um, you know uh, tries to you know uh, secure a better life for his family you know that's Walter White uh, Brian Cranston you know the actor infused it with so much pathos so much angst so much history mm. you know uh like not even history that we see you know like not even a flashback just like he built this life for this character for this thing so like i try not to pitch i try to do broad strokes with characters but like it really is if if you get a great actor they will Fill in the void. They will create this being. They will once again bring something from nothing. Right. No, that's very true because um, I guess what I was getting at is like people respond so much to a premise, like, "Oh, I could see, I could see that happening. That'd be exciting." Right. You know, uh, uh, a volcano is going to explode, and you know, the next question might be, "Who's in it?" And then you say, "The Rock," and then they're like, "Yeah." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's That's your character right there. It's The Rock. You know, it's he's yeah, got he's yeah. got the you same shirt on every movie. Yeah. I mean, I think in that what was it? Uh, uh, skyscraper movie. Yeah, yeah. It's The Rock, but he's got a wooden leg. <laughs> I didn't even get like, that far into the movie, but yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so those are personalities. They're not characters. You <laughs> yeah. know. Uh, but like, yeah, I mean, if you're if, like, if you're talking about the business of it all, uh, if you can attach someone to it, you know, uh, that got a name and that has a brand, then you're more likely to get s- someone to listen to you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah, like you, know, like like you were saying, oh, it's it's like Star Wars, but uh, it's got Marky Mark in it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. I'm sorry, he'll always be Marky Mark. He'll always be Marky Mark to me. But Mark, I'm, yeah, Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. So something I was I was trying to get at in the last video. Um, okay. Photography, videography, yes. sort of similar. Right. You know, composition and everything. Um, have you taken something from one and put it into the other? Yeah, I go into every uh, I go into every film set like I'm doing a portrait, Ooh. and I go into every portrait session like I'm making a movie. Interesting, because they're they're essentially because when I when I first uh, went to film school, uh, name check NYU. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when I w- first went to w- film school, they made you take a photography class before you even started like picking up a film camera, because filmmaking is is, is nothing but 
telling stories with pictures. You know, so if you understand the basics of photography and why why photography works, not just the the technical aspects of it, but like the the emotional response that an image will elicit. If you can understand that, then you're better suited to tell a a a, a story with multiple pictures. You know, because you know uh, a, a, a movie is nothing but uh, you know a whole bunch of stills. Mm-hmm. Put together uh, with some dialogue and some music, you know. You know, they, they we talk about twenty four. You talk about twenty four p, right? Uh, twenty four frames per second. You're taking twenty four pictures in a second. It's quite you know, a few. Like, right. If you think of it like that, if you think of like when you're making a movie, you are in essence just taking a whole bunch of pictures that's you know that's the kind of way i think about it you know mm-hmm. like you're you know, like yeah if every photo i take should tell a story you know like any still should you know you should understand what's going on or it, it should elicit some sort of emotional response you know, so they're they're interchangeable. You have to know, you have to know photography really uh, in order to effectively make films. You know, the same principles of you know across the the board. You know, like you know, uh, lighting. You know, uh, you know, ISO uh, aperture. You know, all of that stuff you take from photography and you put it in the film. Yeah, I know. When I first started, you know, it was. I had a camera, and I, you know, I'd watch a bunch of movies. So that was my film right. school since I was a little kid. I watched Jaws over and over, watched Jurassic Park over and over and over in the theater and at home on VHS. Yeah. Um, and when I went to shoot, like I had an innate knowledge, like okay, now this is coming next. Now this is coming next. Um, then when I I started to get into photography, uh, I learned a lot more about composition because it was in the days of Photoshop. So you know, I, it was a digital picture, and you know, I could kind of crop in. To get, like, good framing. And then I found that the next time um, I went on a photo shoot, I didn't need to do that. So I learned composition, like, pretty quickly from from uh, still photos. And the lighting and everything. I mean, photography, photo, light, graphy, drawing. Drawing with light. You know? Yeah. It, that comes into lighting. And it was kind of weird because... Then years later, when I went to do my first action scene, it was almost like I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I had all this this theory, and I had all this this stuff for composition, and then I'm like, well, how do I just run with the camera and follow the guy? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's oh, uh, definitely a learning experience. Like, you know, I'm always, I'm still, like, I'll get on a set, and I don't know what's going on. Like, like I like, I know what's going on, but, like, in my head, it doesn't work like it, right. it like it, it is practically. But like, I think what a lot of content creators now, a lot of filmmakers now uh, forget is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something. And also, 
if you're going to do something, you need to know why you're doing it. Hmm. You know, it, it can't just look cool. Uh, perfect example. Uh, 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 frame, uh, it was like time, time remapping, you know? Ooh, right. Uh, you know, like, it'll go from fast to slow, you know, like, you know. Uh, that effect is cool looking, but if you don't know why you're doing it in that scene or in that edit, you're just doing it to do it just because it looks cool, it doesn't have the same impact as if, you know, you do it because it, it puts a punctuation mark on the story you're trying to tell. Yeah. Yeah, so. You know, it was it was funny. Like, when, when his movies first started to come out, I was a huge fan of Zack Snyder's visual style. Him and, right. um, I want to say, cinematographer Larry Fong. That could be totally fucking wrong. Uh, I'm I sorry. Um, <laughs> but um, they did the timer mapping on 300. And when they used it, it was like, oh, it was, it was right. awesome. And then they used it in Watchmen. And I think they used it one time too many. There was an explosion and someone was about to jump and then like they slowed it down and then they brought it back and then she like it didn't they used yeah, too yeah. much yeah because like it they did it because it was you know cool instead of because of it, they, they they should have used it and Zack snyder uh Zack snyder is the world's best art director uh he is not the best filmmaker Storyteller, I should say. Yes, I was going to say um, storyteller. Yeah, yeah, he's not the best storyteller, but like he, his visual, like styling, like the way he creates these worlds, like he makes. Perfect example: every Zack Snyder film, no matter how you feel about it, you can take a frame for any from any Zack Snyder movie, print it out, and that's a poster. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, that's that's that, absolutely that's, gorgeous. That's a picture. You know, that's that whole entire photography background that's that production design yeah uh background yeah so i i love that about him um and i'd love to see him making um more movies with a more story-based bent and I, learning and evolving because an evolved Zack snyder would be an unbeatable pokemon <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think you should tweet that to him. Like, <laughs> Zach's not, that's not even his final form. Would you, know, you like water uh, cannons on your back? <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Uh, that's good shit. Yeah. Thanks again, Jeff. This has been great. Um, where can we see? You have a production company. Um, where can we see your work? Um, uh, it's. Uh, a different path films is uh, the moniker is is the film company I, I I run with my uh my best friend and producing partner Chris Kazar. Um, you can find me on uh, Instagram. That's where I do most of my networking now uh, at mindfireXL. Uh, you can just do a search for Jeff Stewart on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 everywhere. It just, there's going to be links here at the bottom. I'll put links like in that. the description. You guys yeah, don't need to, to worry about that. Write it down. Yeah. Just a click but away. I, yeah, but I'll respond to like any messages anyone sends me. Uh, like I did that before COVID, 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, but, like, I love having these conversations with people, and I love kind of shepherding new filmmakers forward, you know? So, if you know, if you send me a, a message on Instagram or whatever like that, I'll get back to you. We'll start talking and stuff like that. So, I'm very... I'm very approachable uh, because, like I said, I think that filmmaking is magic, and if I can help someone else create magic, you know, that's what is it? I think that's a mitzvah. Is that what they? I think that's what the term is. It's uh, it's it's me doing my part to spread good. Okay, there you go. Make some magic. Tell them Indie Depth sent you. Yep, there we go. Thanks a lot, Jeff. And thank you for going Indie Depth. Thank you, sir, for having me. Keep making movies. Always.